I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. It sure is, Keegan. It is. And it is hot in here. It's very hot in here. Oh my god. I'm taking off all my clothes. I mean, really, I should not be wearing, like, fleece pants. I'm wearing a flannel dress that is now literally just hiked up around my waist like in a, both ways. Yeah. It's kind of like a hoop. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like a hula I'm hoop, I'm basically sort of. in my bra and underwear a with... fabric hula hoop. Yeah, with some sleeves. I can't even blame you. And I turned on the AC, like, as soon as I It was cold in, in here. It's, I was like, I need socks. It's so cold, like, outside of this closet. But usually what I'll do if I know you're coming over is when I get home from work, I'll open the closet door so it just, yeah. like... The air comes in here, and I didn't do that today, and I opened it, and I came in, and I was like, oh my god, it's a sauna in here. Uh, um, I'm so excited for it to start cooling down that I can, like, oh sit comfortably in this closet. It's going to be great. I am so ready. I'm so ready for, like... I would love to wear like, a sweater in this closet I would, like, snuggle. I have this really fuzzy, this really I know. I, I always oh. look at that sweater when mm. we're recording, and I'm you have this so really ready. soft stole that I just want to wrap my body in. I know. Listen, love. I understand that probably many of our listeners are living in places where it's getting cool, and I envy you because in LA, here. it's still, I mean, and actually I looked at the weather and I'm like, oh my God, we have two days in the next 10 days that are going to be like 79. I know. I, was, like, I saw so it too. Because it's been in 90s and 80s it's for like, the last. I'm wearing a sweater. I know. My God. I, I bought this awesome sweater dress. I'm like, guys, I'm ready yeah, for fall. Same. I've got fall fashion happening right happening. now. Happening. Our listeners are going to miss so much, like me describing how little clothing I'm wearing, though. I, we're going to be bundled up. Or just like, hold on, let me take my shirt off. In Our fact, listeners... it might even get cold. That's. I'm going to be like, guys, I'm putting another shirt on. I'm going to put <gasps> robes on. Amazing. Okay, I'm very excited. Anyway, this is a mini episode. Um, you can tell because we did a shit ton of chit chat at the beginning, which we've been doing lately. Uh, 
I'm fine with it. I'm also fine with it. If you have a problem with it, I mean, let us know, but we might not change it. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. (laughs) And we will. Okay. (laughs) So, the mini episodes are where we talk about what's in the news if you are new to our podcast and you decided to And if you are, welcome. Welcome. Hi. (laughs) So, unfortunately, we usually do try to rope in some positive news stories. I didn't... I mean, I guess one we of them... We probably could have found some. I guess one of them is considered partly positive, but we also try to keep these pretty short, and I have so much to talk about Yeah. on one of them that I didn't want to start roping in a bunch of okay. other things. Okay, start talking about it then. Right? Okay? Okay, go. All right, so <laughs> we should talk first, I think, since this is probably the less positive of the two. Yes. The new happenings. It's a Brett Kavanaugh update. Okay, essentially. yes. So... A Kevin update. Uh, yes. So, in addition to Ford, who we talked about in our last mini-episode, yes. who was the first woman to come out and accuse Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault, and I did read, for the first time, her um, Report? account. Yeah, I read it, and too. And it is harrowing. Yeah. It's awful um, and very scary. So, in addition to that... There are two more accusations that have now come forward. One is from an anonymous letter that claims that Brett Kavanaugh assaulted a woman he was dating in Uh 1998. So this was an accusation that was made when Brett Kavanaugh was working for Ken Starr. Uh, The letter accused Kavanaugh of violent behavior while under the influence of alcohol during his time working for the investigation led by Starr into the then-president Bill Clinton, which, Mm. the irony. Yeah. Um, The uh, the complainant said that the writer's daughter and several friends were Mm. with Kavanaugh in 1998 when Kavanaugh assaulted a woman he was dating who was a friend of the person's daughter. The investigator read the letter to Kavanaugh stating her friend was dating him and they left the bar under the influence of alcohol. They were all shocked when Brett Kavanaugh shoved her friend up against the wall and uh, very aggressively and sexually. Mm. So this is one Kavanaugh has said that he denies this. And then there was another allegation from a Rhode Island man who wrote a letter concerning a rape on a boat in August of 1985. Mm. The second allegation states that a close acquaintance of the constituent was sexually assaulted by two heavily inebriated men she referred to at the time as Brett and Mark, which you're going to want to keep in mind. Um, The incident allegedly took place on a boat in Newport Harbor. Uh, Kavanaugh denied being in Newport or on the boat with Mark Judge. So, the interesting thing about this, Mm -hmm. although Kavanaugh denies that he was ever here during this time. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Mark Judge. Mark Judge is the person that um, Christine Ford claims was in the room when Brett Kavanaugh assaulted her. (gasps) So you have two claims now. Where it's the two of them together. It's the two of them together. So let's talk a little bit about Mark Judge, shall we? Let's do it. Who is he? Who is he, Keegan? Who is this Mark Judge character? Tell me all about him. So he is an American author and journalist. He went to school with Brett Kavanaugh at Georgetown. And if you haven't heard... Brett Kavanaugh likes to say the saying, he said in public several times, what happens in Georgetown prep stays at Georgetown prep. Uh-uh. Ha, ha, sure ha. does not. That's so, such a preppy, pretentious thing to say, is too. such a piece of shit. It's like, like hey, I went to Georgetown. Even yeah. if you don't believe these things, which you should, because right. from what I've because seen... what the fuck? Because from what I've seen... Brett Kavanaugh is just basically, he was basically like a frat bro. Mm-hmm. You know, he 
he was a frat bro and everything that that entails. So he went to school with Mark Judge. Mark Judge uh, went on to write a couple of memoirs detailing his recovery from alcoholism um, and uh, his suburban upbringing in Washington, D.C. That sounds rough. <sighs> I know. That poor suburban upbringing so in Washington, D.C. <laughs> so hard. You went to a, a Georgetown preparatory school in, George, yeah. I mean, in Washington, D.C. <sighs> Tough life, man. One of his books is called Wasted, Tales from a Gen X Drunk, right? Mm-hmm. So in this book, he talks about... He, he gives everyone monikers in the book, right? He doesn't okay. talk about anyone using their actual names. Right. However, there is a character in this book called Bart O'Kavanaugh. Bart, Bart O'Kavanaugh? O'Kavanaugh. Oh. I wonder who that could be. Yes. I don't get it. So, Brett Kavanaugh <laughs> likes... He, Bart O'Kavanaugh? One of his defenses this week, whenever he was trying to defend himself against these accusations, uh-huh. is that when he was... A teenager, he was so upstanding that he was a virgin and didn't drink. And I'm like, okay, well, what does being a virgin have to do with anything? First of all, you can be a virgin and still sexually assault somebody. That's true. So he tried to claim that he was this church-going, really good virgin kid. Right. Right? However, in this book that Mark Judge writes about Bart O'Kavanaugh, he says that he he was a drunk who would Mm -hmm. pass out um, and vomit in his car. He he said that uh, Bart O'Kavanaugh puked in someone's car and passed out on his way back from a party. These are also some of Mark Judge's beliefs. He has disturbing opinions about sexual assault and masculinity, you don't say. In his writing over the past (laughs) few years, Judge has suggested that revealing clothes can lead to rape, praised men who know how to be, quote-unquote, the boss with their wife, Mm -hmm. and celebrated the beauty of uncontrollable male passion. In a 2016 blog post uh, praising male passion, he wrote... There's also that ambiguous middle ground where the woman seems interested and indicates, whether verbally or not, that the man needs to prove himself to her. And Mm. if that man is any kind of man, he'll allow himself the awesome power, the wonderful beauty of uncontrollable male passion. I feel like I'm watching the red pill. Yeah, and he also, his um, girlfriend... His former girlfriend, Mark Judge's former former girlfriend, has said that he had told um, her that they had m- admitted to taking turns with drunk women at parties. What? Mm-hmm. And she has said that she will go to the FBI and talk to the FBI because Mark Judge... I mean, that's incriminating to her, too, but damn. Oh, no, no, no. I mean... It's it's not... I mean, it is that she didn't say anything, but I think he oh, was I telling her... Oh, I thought even her- the her... I no, thought no, no. she was. No, no, that like oh, Brett, like Brett and Brett his Georgetown. And, oh, not Brett. Uh, Mark and his Georgetown buddies. I thought you were saying that he, that the couple. I was no, like, well, no, no, no. Make her look good. No, he told her this later. Got it. That Got it. Mark and his Georgetown prep buddies. I don't think he called out Brett Kavanaugh by name. Would like pass around girls at and parties like that. Yeah. Yes. And Mark Judge is saying that he doesn't remember this thing with Christine Ford happening. He's not coming out and saying it didn't happen. What Right, and that's what Brett Kavanaugh did, too. Yeah, he's just saying, I have no recollection of that happening. I don't recall. I think we can kind of look... He does not have a good track record, Mm -mm. and it makes Brett Kavanaugh look very, very bad. Yeah. Um, So I believe that tomorrow, uh, the 27th... It's the verdict, right? ...will be the hearing between Christine and Brett. I'm not sure when the verdict will come back. I'm very scared. Yeah. Because... Even if this wasn't a man, even if this was a progressive, right? Even if this wasn't a man who I believe 
is going to strip a lot of our rights Uh away, even if this was someone who I didn't believe was going to do that. He is not somebody who should be holding a lifetime position as an authority on the law in this country. Like, it is very scary. And his behavior is very suspicious. And I have a feeling it won't matter. The fact that anybody could be defending him right now is absolutely absurd. It's absurd. It's absurd. It makes no sense. If he didn't do any of this, Christine Ford is the one who is pushing for the FBI to investigate, Uh not Brett Kavanaugh. If he believes in the letter of the law so much Mm -hmm. as a judge, and he didn't do anything, he should want an investigation. Why doesn't he want an investigation? His behavior is so suspect, and it's just so disappointing because I just believe that it won't matter because I think people can kind of feel the news closing in on the Trump administration, Mm -hmm. and they're like, you know what? We don't care. Rush him in there because if nothing else, we can get one more mm-hmm. conservative vote on the Supreme Court. And that's yep. all and that And they're going to be there for life. And they'll be there for life. Yeah. Which is insanity also. It's insanity. It's um, so like, it's it's like a monarchy or something. It's so stupid. So anyway, that's super sad and depressing. But I thought that, that those details should be out there. It's, um, it's so important. Because when people kind of just want to think that these women are just making shit up or whatever. That is so infuriating to me. And I really like the hashtag why I didn't report. Oh my God. I think it's so important. And Trump's tweet, there's very little that he says now that makes me like ill. Right. But that tweet about like, well, if this really happened, it should be no problem to find your report of it happening. It it made me sick to my stomach. Like, yeah, and it's it's important to remember to all of our listeners, if you haven't experienced any sort of sexual assault yourself, to put yourself in their shoes of how scary it may feel. I don't know. For me, it just, it, it hits home. It's hard for me to... There are a million reasons why... Yeah. And listen, and it so clearly is coming from an old white man to say that, because you're talking about a frat party. Essentially, any any woman who's ever been to a frat party Uh or around a group of like frat boys in general, you would never, ever to think that because he's basically saying you should have gone to the FBI when this happened to you. And it's like every and it's so shitty. But every girl at a frat party, if it didn't result in a rape, I have no doubt that they wouldn't have gone and reported that. Yeah, because. That's the kind of well, thing that it's we... Gonna, and it's going to make you look bad. Look at all of the people who have come gonna out... It's going to come back on you. A, a, against mm-hmm. Weinstein, even, in that whole right. era. And now, you know, Brett Kavanaugh's uh, accusations. It's coming back to the people who are reporting it and accusing um, to make them look bad. Well, it's I mean, not helpful. And look at what happens no one when you come you. out. Yeah. Christine Ford had to move. Yeah. She had to stop teaching. Yeah. Her family is being threatened. She's receiving death threats. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Why it's not would you like come going forward? it's not like going to the police and saying that you've been mugged. It's a very different situation because it is automatically turned on you. You are thought of as being a liar. You are thought of as being manipulative in some way, shape, or form with some sort of end game. 
And why would you ever purposefully put yourself in that position? And she did and was brave enough to put herself in that position because Mm -hmm. she feels so strongly that this person should not have any say-so in what our country is. And she's like, you know what? This has gone on long enough. I have to come forward. Right. And that scares me, too, because I think about my past. What What if somebody who's done something shitty to me someday is possibly in a position of power and no right. one's going to listen to me. Yeah, I mean, but because I didn't thing, report or whatever. But it, but it wouldn't have mattered even if you. It's like they exactly. don't. If they don't believe you when it happens, and they don't believe you, you know, thirty years later. Yeah, it's kind of like it's it's so difficult that there are just a million reasons. Again, we posted um, Padma Lakshmi's uh-huh. um, as our WCW. Hey girl. Please read her essay. Uh huh about being raped at 16 and why mm-hmm. she didn't report it because it's very important it's so important and it really hits home and it strikes a chord about how scary it is right to be in that kind of position and all you want to do is just not think about it uh-huh. and like let it go and away and then you are the one who is being punished and chastised and, for and it's it. kind of been driven home in our society over and over again like well, you know if you speak up bad things will happen to you uh-huh. you know very rarely especially as a woman yeah and if the, and if good things do come out of it it's probably going to get worse before it gets better uh-huh. you know so who wants to put themselves and, through that and it's one of those things where it's like if good things come out of it you've still gone through something horrible that you are forever damaged by yeah you know I mean, it's like good is like a very cushioned statement. Right. I mean, best case scenario is still real shitty. Should we go into what the best case scenario, I guess, is for somebody else? Here we go. And you know what? (sighs) I love you. This is exactly what we're talking about. It's like, this is considered a win. Yeah. This is considered a win and it's still shitty. It's still so shitty. So Bill Cosby was finally sentenced after having been convicted of sexual assault. So I'm going to take it back to Monday. On September 24th, Cosby's lawyer tried to argue. He, this was whenever they were going to the sentencing hearing where uh-huh. they went and talked to the judge to try and like figure out how long his sentence should be. So yeah. Cosby's lawyer tried to argue that because of his age, 81, uh-huh. he's 81, uh, and legal blindness, that he was no longer a threat to society. Uh-uh. However... Um, a psychologist representing Pennsylvania's Sexual Offenders Assessment Board said ha- uh, said that he had a personality disorder and remains a threat to mm. society. Yeah. Um, and that it, it didn't matter. He could be... No. They were like, he could be a threat to society. He could be a threat to someone right now. Yeah. You know, even given the fact that he's, yeah. he's And that's one. to me, like, he's 81 years old, which maybe my grandparents just live forever, but I'm like, he could very well live another 10 years. Is his health an issue? I mean, he's blind. He's he's uh, pretty blind, so... But that's not... But that's not gonna kill but, him. But, I mean, it does indicate that, like, things are deteriorating a little bit right. with him. Um, and, like, but, my I mean, grandpa it's, is... It's, what, three to seven years that his sentence is? Three to ten. Three to ten. Yes. That's what I was gonna say originally, then I switched it to seven. My, my grandpa is 80, and... Well, I have one grandpa who's in his late 70s and in very good health, uh-huh. and I have another grandpa who's 80 and in not very good health. So, it kind of depends. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't... I just don't think that it should be he should be given a lighter sentence just because of his age that doesn't really make sense to me because it's like he should be in jail for the rest of his life no matter how old he is i agree i agree and i don't think that that is why i don't know why okay so here's the thing cosby had faced up to 
um, Cosby had faced 30 years mm-hmm. in prison, 10 for each count. He had three counts, and he faced 30 years in prison. That's... Which would have pretty much assured that's that bananas, he That's bananas, that he got down to 3 to 10. Well, yeah, because here's what happened. So he could have gotten 30, one for each count. Mm-hmm. The judge decided that he would merge the counts. So 10 years for each Asshole. count. He'd merge the counts together, so 10 years total. Why? Would have been his max. I don't know. That doesn't make he, any sense. He just decided that they could be served concurrently. Sometimes they do that, but I don't know why in this case they did that. Yeah. So his his max would be 10 years total. Mm-hmm. Prosecutors were asking for 5 to 10. They were like, 5 years to the maximum of 10 years. The judge decided, for whatever reason, to give him 3 to 10. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Whenever the sentence was read... Cosby laughed. Yep. In the courtroom. Yep. Which makes me want to throw things. Uh huh. That is so like, it's so infuriating. Yeah, he's really not a threat. Really. It's well, I mean, it's obvious that he's got something psychologically wrong with him. Yeah. Like Truly, like yeah. And um, I know I pump their podcast on both of my podcasts all the time, but there is like a three-part series I think on Cosby on Behind the Bastards, uh-huh. and this man. This is a serial predator. Like, yeah. truly, truly. Yeah. And I really do believe he was so good at having this facade. Uh-huh. And I think he laughed in public and made a joke of the entire trial because he realized that facade is gone. I can now truly be myself, and I don't give a fuck about what I did at yeah. all. Like, he doesn't care. No. He doesn't feel bad. That's so scary. He was... It's to, very To, like, take scary. off that mask and to just be like, a this monster. is who I really am. It's so... Yeah. Like, honestly, it gives me chills to think that because... Because you still think of the guy yes. in the sweater. Like, it's horrifying. He was America's grandpa. Yeah. And then the fact that he could just so easily take that off and it's like you know you don't know who anyone is it's very scary Keegan who are you I don't know but we're in very close proximity in this I know you said I don't know that's frightening (laughs) okay so he's now in a maximum security Mm -hmm. prison I looked at I looked at an article where it was like showing like photos and stuff on the inside that like he can have like visits with his wife but not conjugal right they Um, can touch but not conjugal visits he can have up to five visitors per week Mm -hmm. um, not counting his lawyers right now he is inmate NN7687 which is what we should just always refer to yeah right inmate NN7687 he is currently in his own cell not in general population well because they typically apparently this is the same prison where Meek Mill went and somebody else and they were like well we have to kind of separate them because of their like status at first and then we can slowly integrate them to the rest yeah I think that's the plan which will be interesting for um, Bill Cosby to be in gen pop yeah Um, so uh, Hollywood is refusing to remove his star Mm. Which I feel like is a bad look. That's I think a real you bad should look. Take that star down. Although someone did vandalize the star and Very write good. serial rapist on it. Thank so, God. So I mean, <sighs> yeah, that's a real bad look, guys. Fuck that guy. Yeah. And honestly, it is so shitty because I I do feel betrayed. Like I yeah. And you I used know, to watch the Cosby Show all the time. I did too, and I also feel really bad because I think that that show opened up so many conversations about race uh-huh. and that were so positive. For him to let you down, it's just like, no, yeah. you needed this. You, you this fucked was up the our, win. You fucked up our community, um, and you fucked up shit for all the other actors on that show. Yep, you did. Who relied on that show for income, so... Yeah, it's um, very much like, like Roseanne, too, you know, yeah. where it just kind of ruined the party for everybody. Yeah, and it, and it makes me sad, because I can never... Um, Can't enjoy it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to read a 9-11 story? Yes. So this is the last 
mini episode for the month of September. Yes, it is. And we have one more 9-11 story to read. We sure do. Okay. From our lovely Vanessa. This is from Vanessa. She says, Hey, feminists. Like you said in your episode, you remember where you were when this happened, and I do too. For me, I was in college at the time, living in a house with about six roommates. It happened to be... I know. (laughs) It happened to be the day that we were registering for classes. Being the type of person that I am, I had already gotten up and registered and was back in the quiet, sleepy house. Some of my roommates were on campus. Some weren't registering for classes. We were a mix of folks. Anyway, I came home and made myself something to eat, a breakfast burrito, and I sat down and flipped on the TV to see the footage of the first tower. I literally remember my stomach dropping, and I'm actually getting chills on my legs as I type this to you. I went and woke up the only other roommate who was in the house with me, and we watched in horror as the rest of the terrible events unfolded. I can't remember the exact sequence, but my roommate's mother called and told him that he needed to enroll in classes right away in mm-hmm. case there was a draft. Wow. Yeah. I know he I know he did, but I don't remember when. Also, I was going to school in Dayton, Ohio, which is home of the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And while we were watching the news, we would hear a loud boom as there were jets taking off. Mm-hmm. It was very scary and sad. I remember calling my parents because a good friend... A good family friend worked in the towers and wondering if they had heard anything. She was okay, but it took a while to get that information. I appreciated the conversation about this. It's so weird. I was old enough to have flown many times before 9-11 and saw the impact and new regulations unfold over the years. There have been many iterations, and it's very interesting. Anyway, thanks for sharing. Much love to you all, and yes, never forget. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Vanessa. That is amazing it's so crazy to to hear stories of people who are in different stages of their lives yeah because i agree being in college that didn't even occur to me like that yeah. they would reinstate the draft uh-huh. and being a parent of a child who would be old enough to be drafted yeah how scary very would that be, you yeah because you would i mean i'm certain that that parent remembered vietnam and, uh-huh. and all of that that would be so terrifying so um, to be reliving everything yeah and yeah that it was going to happen all over again yeah yeah i agree well, thank you, Vanessa, so much. We always really enjoy when you send us things, and you always have... They're always so well said. Yeah, it's so well written. Yeah. Well, we don't have any Sister Solidarity stories that were sent in, but I'm going to give a quick shout-out to Keegan and my good friends Ariel, Lauren, Noel. I'm sure there's so many other girls. And all of my more, like, recent girlfriends that I've met through Keegan, their support and love and badassness for me within the last few weeks has been completely unforgettable. I've really kind of gone through a rough time the last few weeks, and the support from my fellow woman has been the thing that has kept me sane through the entire thing and reassured me that I am a good person, that I am making good choices for myself. And um, that's really, for me, what encapsulates how important female friendships are. Yeah. Is that when things are rough, they're still there to remind you how good you are as a person and supports you no matter what your decisions are and stands by you. So I'm feeling all of the love. Um, I'm doing very well. I'm fine. Um, But I do really, really appreciate, you know, my mom getting 20 phone calls a day from me. (laughs) You know, my friends getting millions of texts of me complaining or saying the same thing over and over again. 
it's been really wonderful and helpful. So that's kind of my sister solidarity story, I guess. So um, we did a great time again this week. Amazing. Really good time. Um, We will, you know, this time next week, we'll have more to talk about with the verdict of Brett Kavanaugh and see what happens. I'm I'm scared. I know. I'm scared, too. But you know what? We're just going to have to ride it out. We're going to see what happens. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting time to be alive. It is. For sure. You guys. It's a scary time. We need to be, you need to be registered to vote. Please, please register to vote. Please do it. It's so easy. I I was registered before, but I wanted to make sure that I was on. You can go online and register in like two minutes. Yeah, it takes no time. Please register to vote. And if you don't know, because I know I've spoken to people who were like, I didn't vote in the 2016 election because I didn't feel educated. Yeah. And I'm like... I understand, uh-huh. but the internet exists, yes. and get educated. You can please. get very, very quick right. uh, briefs. I'm not asking you to read, you know, an entire textbook no. about these candidates. Well, and just kind of, like, just watch the news or be in the know at all, and you kind of understand, like, Do what you can. Side. Do yeah. it to the best of your ability. I'm, yeah, you know, Well, I'm not and for saying... me, something that you sent me during the last election where it was, like, if you look at your specific... Uh, like belief systems like Uh I kind of went under like a socialist website and looked at the different socialist candidates and things like that like if you kind of know what your belief system is if you want to look into the green party or strictly democratic or whatever like looking for those specific things are also really helpful in educating you to kind of know what you're going into when you go into the polls so yeah so and also just kind of educate yourself as to what's at stake and and things like that it is important you know, I know it's hard. Yeah. I'm super busy, and sometimes yeah. I lose track of that. And you guys, um, like, the, we do a What's in the News episode every week, and it's it's always, like, I'm not a person who's like, let's watch the news, or, like, this has been a real, like, change in routine for me to be so, uh, getting such in-depth information about the news mm-hmm. so that I can talk about it with you guys. And it's really made a big difference in my life. And it's such yeah. an, it's an easy thing to implement after a while because you get used to it. Yeah, or find easy ways to digest it. Like I said, I listen to the Daily Zeitgeist yep. every day, pretty much. And um, Oh, I go through BuzzFeed a lot because it's yeah. just quick, good yeah, information. Find, find a way that's easy for you to digest information, you mm-hmm. know? like you Don't know, overwhelm me, yourself either, though. Yeah, no. Do something that's easy for you to digest, you know? For me, it wouldn't be sitting down and reading a big book. It would be, like, nope. listening to a podcast, listening to people who I trust tell yeah. me information, you know? All of those things are um, important, and it's just important that you try, like, to the yeah. best of your ability. Agreed. Um, but, but yes, please, please, please. register. Know what else you should please do? Come to our pop-up? Come to our pop-up. Yes, we're having a pop-up on October 13th. Yay! Um, it Swallows is, Flight. Yes. Swallows Flight. It's in collaboration with our friend Ariel, who is the owner of the Swallows Flight mm-hmm. book and tea shop. Yes. The cutest little shop you will ever see. So please, please come support her, support us. We'll be collaborating as well with um, Two Girl Book Party. Yep. And we'll be talking about a feminist book. Yes. And um, so we're really, really stoked about that. It's going to be really awesome. We would love to meet some of you guys. So come out, get some stickers, chat with us, have some tea. Yep. Relax. I'm going to be there the whole time. Yeah. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. Can't wait. Uh, another really good thing that you guys can do is that you can go on iTunes and you can rate and review us. Yay. We are very much in need of some new reviews. So if you guys have been kind of sitting on that, we would really appreciate you guys kind of biting the bullet and doing that for us. It really, really helps us a lot. Also, listening to us on Radio Public really, really helps us a lot. Uh, telling your friends about us 
or, you know... Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, word of mouth is great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and also, like, let us know. We're going to be doing some new uh, merch sometime in the future. So let us know what you guys would be interested in, because we'd want to do things that you yeah. would want to have. My mom wants to make buttons, which I think would be fun. I think buttons are a great idea. So we're going to, we have stickers already. We're going to do buttons. We'll mm-hmm. probably do a few other things. Um, but yes. let us know, because if all of you want hats and none of you want shirts, we're not making shirts. You yeah, know what I'm exactly. Saying? It's what you guys are all going to be interested in. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. You can find us on Twitter at Yamf podcast that's y-a-n-f podcast thank you keegan mm-hmm. uh you can email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com you can also find us on facebook in the facebook group that we have or in our business page feel free to reach out to us in any of these avenues we are probably on instagram the most but mm-hmm. we do check everything and we love um, getting emails Please we send really emails. we really do you guys your messages your support anything that you have to say makes us so excited at least it makes me excited when i see the little like notification oh, that we it. get messages and um i want to give a big thank you and shout out to padma Lashki for am i saying her name right i feel like i'm th- saying it wrong i think that's right okay for like mentioning us in her story today yeah yeah for awesome. having her be our woman crush wednesday that made my day and it made me so excited and um and again read her essay read her essay so powerful, i was gonna amazing. say and a thank you to her as well just in general for being so brave and uh, sharing her story with us and giving us something to believe in and be inspired by. Yeah. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I guess just with that being said, we encourage you to, to rage on. on. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.